Hey everybody, this is Ronnie and this is Unpopular Truth and our host, Carrie, what do we have today? Today we're going to actually ask a question. So that's a You want bit, me to ask a question? Well, I'm going to ask a question. We're going to kind of see um, if we can get to the bottom of it. So we're going to ask a question. Oh, so it's not a question I can just ask you. No. Oh, okay. We're, we're going to well. ask a question. Um, Basically, that I asked myself based upon a book title that I saw on social media this week. So the question is, is it okay for Christians to not be okay? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, th so we're going to ask that question. We're going to talk about it. And then um, at the end, we're going to try to give some steps. I don't want to say that, Matt. Just talk like you were talking to Matt. So that's the question we're going to ask today. Okay. I think it's a pretty important question because I think that we basically have two camps. It is okay for Christians not to be and okay. It's not okay. And it's not okay. It's so we want to talk about it. But more importantly, uh, of course, we want to look at Scripture and see what Scripture has to say about that. Because that is the truth, whether so it's popular or unpopular. I think you should have done more because you did a whole lot. I mean, you did like you got into oh, some yeah. of it a little bit with Matt and then you could dive in a little deeper and go back and kind of recap and then go right into it. It's okay. Like I said, we can't talk about it beforehand. We just got to go jump like Matt just needs to sit down and we just take off because I think that's your best talking. Is when okay. And I specifically want to think about Christians. So is it okay for Christians to not be okay? Is that okay? Or how long can a Christian not be okay? So you see so many Christian leaders actually not okay. They're struggling with the same sin or they're struggling with the same patterns in their lives that are not serving them well and definitely are not showing others a victorious life in Christ. So are we going with their sin or choices or are we also doing circumstances? Well, that, that are out of our control that, that we're just, yeah, that's what I want to talk about. So, okay. So all of these, right. Okay. So Circum what else? Circumstances. First of all, we have to understand circumstances are things that God uses in our life to refine us and mold us to the image of Jesus Christ. So when I talk about not being okay, I think we have to sort of throw circumstances out the window because our responses and reactions to circumstance are what shows if we're growing in Christ. Okay. What else are we going to talk about? We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about... Um, if we have normalized living in a pattern of just chaos. Yes. I'm sorry. Is I not supposed to answer that? Yes. <laughs> Go ahead. What else? We're going to ask about? that question okay. and we're going to get to the bottom of it using scripture and then get some steps for us to take to be okay, to show Christ to a world that is not okay. See, that's the thing for me 
if the world is not okay and Christians are not okay, who's showing what to whom? Right. What, 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 what advertisement for Jesus Christ are we giving? If, if someone that's not, a, that's not saved well, we're supposed is— to be, We're called to be separate. Right. We're called to be— So the, if mm-hmm. a non-believer is not okay, and I'm a believer, and I'm not okay, what's the difference? There's no difference. Right. And, you know, Paul says in Scripture that, you know, we're supposed to lead a life that inspires other people, that actually makes them jealous of what we have so that they are so intrigued that we get to tell them and show them, hey, this is how I react and respond differently in this fallen, horrible world, and this is why I have love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, self-control, because of Jesus Christ and because of the Holy Spirit that lives inside of me. Could you name those all again? Well, I think I went pretty fast. I may have missed some, so somebody will definitely (laughs) email and say that I missed some for sure. But and I just think this is super important. Because all over social media and Christian influencers, we see that they are stuck. They are stuck either struggling with sin or in a cycle that is not serving them well at all and is not advertising who Jesus Christ truly is and the impact that he makes on our lives. I like it. All I right. like it too. So let's start. Where are we going to start? Where are we going to start? So I think that's a great question. Have we normalized struggling with the same sin or the same sin pattern or cycle that leaves us defeated instead of victorious? Have we normalized that? Yes. And I'm talking about in Christian culture, in yes. the church. Have we in normalized the church, that? Yes. I feel Why? Like I didn't do it. I'm just saying. But that's what that's what I'm asking. So so here's the answer for me. Do we think that that makes us more relatable or credible to other people? To uh, constantly be in relational turmoil and emotional upheaval. And the whole time we just keep saying I'm just a mess. You know, I'm, I'm just, I'm in such a mess. You know, my life is in shambles and I just pray that Jesus blesses this mess and we just stay there. Do we think that makes us more relatable to others? I believe so because they, they use the same. I think that many, I say they, uh, I think many uh, groups in church find the most messed up person to come give their testimony instead of someone that basically has lived for Christ Mm. and has been pretty much, if you want to call it the straight and narrow, but been on that straight and narrow path that has had a decent life, not doing what is considered outside of the walls of hey, here's where you need to be living because this is where Christ is. And I think that they look for, hey, let's get the, let's, let's don't put somebody up here that's going to tell us that, hey, he's lived his whole life this, this way mm-hmm. in the, <clears throat> the views of Christ as far as, as far as the Bible is concerned with the way you should be living. And, you know, his story does not carry any power. 
but mm. the one that has basically fallen off the wagon 15 times <laughs> and almost killed themselves. Yes. And almost, yes. And they're constantly going back to the same old, same old thing. They are much more powerful. Look, look where God has pulled them out of when really God has pulled me out of the same thing if I am living the straight and narrow because we're both dead. So. It's just that now I'm making the right choice and he is not. See, that's the that's what I'm thinking about. So we are relating to each other based on our sins and weaknesses rather than relating to each other through the power of the Holy Spirit. Yes, I agree. And saying this is an area that the Holy Spirit has worked on in my life and I have seen victory and growth and now the Holy Spirit is moving on to different areas. Because here's the thing, if we stay stuck in a particular sin or cycle, the Holy Spirit most likely is not going to move on to another area to root out and promote growth until that area is dealt with. So this is probably not where you're going, so I have a question. So if you don't want your other areas of your life worked (laughs) on by the Spirit, then do you just keep going back to the for same? For sure. Okay, yeah. Yeah, for sure. That's I a just, that's one way to do it because if you think, I really love this sin over here that I'm coddling and this cycle over here that feeds some need in me, I'm just going to stay stuck because I know that the Holy Spirit is probably not going to work on multiple areas in my life at one time. So then I can just post, oh, I just am in this storm and I'm just going to stay in my storm. Yes. Then it's it's okay to be in my storm. Yes. Right. And I know often we talk about sin. We say that we're struggling with sin, which here's the thing. I'm always going to struggle with sin until, you know, I go home to be with Jesus face to face. I'm always going to struggle with sin. But I think it's even more important in church culture and Christendom to talk about cycles and patterns that may not necessarily be sin, but they are self-destructive. So if I continue in those patterns, I'm not being a great billboard for Jesus Christ because I'm living defeated. Right. Instead of victorious and all of those cycles if we really think about it are relational they all deal with our relationship to God ourselves and others every time mm-hmm. I like it <laughs> I like it so this is what Paul talks about um, in Hebrews 12 verse 1 I love this verse he says let us also lay aside every encumbrance and the sin which easily entangles us. So Paul's talking about two different things there. There can be sin that entangles us, and there can be other problems, other cycles, other patterns that entangle us. And then the end of the verse says, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. So those things prevent me from running my race well. So I need to take a hard look at those things. Here's some examples. If I'm constantly losing my job, I just can't keep a job. I need to honestly look at why. Am I late all the time? Am I not? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm not. But, okay, are you late all the time? I was making a joke. Can you? I'm on time. Exactly. 
are you not on time? <laughs> are no, you not, not early? <laughs> are you not doing a good job, even when the boss is not around? You know, do you just not take personal responsibility for doing your best? Right. You know, you have to look at things like that. So, are you constantly looking for a job? You can't keep a job. Are you constantly dealing with personal conflict in your relationships that's never resolved? So, basically, you have a group of friends, you have a conflict there, you don't resolve it, you move on to a new group of friends. I mean, look look at your life and see what is it that I am doing that is preventing me from running my race well and with strength and endurance because that's what God calls us to. Right. He does not call us to be stuck in something and then use that to be more relatable to the world. Because is that going to show them Christ, honestly? Show them that we're just like them. Yes. See? So see, I think we sometimes stay stuck to seem more relatable to the world. I believe that. I think, I think some people are just stuck because they don't want to grow. And then there's people that want to be stuck because they want that post on their social media. Ooh. That they just want more likes or they okay. want more comments. See, that brings up another thought for me, which may be off track. And producer Matt can edit this if necessary. But do I want to be a needy Christian, Ronnie? Do I want to be needy Send all your the money time? Too. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But but that's what I'm that's what I'm asking. Why do we think those things are going to attract the world? That's already the world. Right. They're, they're already stuck. They're already in a fallen world with horrible circumstances that they can't seem to get out from under, that they're overwhelmed, that they're always anxious, they're always fearful, they're always worried. That describes an unbeliever. See, those things describe an unbeliever, but yet so many believers are using those same things and they think they're going to attract the world to Christ. Oh, definitely. I think it's, ter I think it's terrible, honestly. Definitely. If I was just having a conversation with you and nobody else was here, I would tell you that I think that is terrible because I think Scripture definitely says exactly the opposite, that you are supposed to live a life that is empowered by the Holy Spirit, that you are responding and reacting to circumstances in this fallen world differently than an unbeliever. So... I need to stop worrying. I need to stop feeling anxious. I need to stop being fearful. I need to stop being needy, right? Because if I'm always needy, Ronnie, how am I going to serve someone else? Well, you don't. Right. If They're I'm, if I'm empty and needy all the time, and They're that sounds harsh. Right. Whether so, it be the world or a Christian. There, I mean, because you're going to be relating to both. And I know this sounds harsh, and people are going to say, well, there are times when we're not okay. And I totally understand. There's times of grief and loss and even growth periods that, you know, you're not okay. But I think scripture tells us that we are supposed to be okay. 
It does. It does. I saw so many Christian leaders during quarantine and COVID that just came out and said, I'm not okay. I mean, how many marriages did we see crumble during quarantine? And it's like, what are y'all doing? I mean, you have what you need to live under these circumstances and not just live, but thrive. Live victoriously. Abundantly. So abundantly, right? So why aren't we? And why do we think it's okay to say that we're not okay? I agree. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why. Okay. Oh, yes, it's definitely a cop-out. It might be a a cop-out. However, if you're not reading Scripture for yourself and you're going off of church culture, Christian culture, and even now Christian influencers on social media, if that is your model instead of Scripture being your standard, you don't know what you have. So uh, here's what I'm saying. If I am constantly praying for peace, Lord, give me peace. I need peace. Lord, just give me peace. The problem with that is that I have peace. I have it through the Holy Spirit. If I'm a believer, I have all the peace that I need. So if I'm constantly praying for it, I'm not utilizing it. So if I just knew that I had it, I would use it, right or wrong? Right. So I, so let's clarify, uh, at least I want to clarify, and Producer Matt can take this out if he needs to. Mm-hmm. So we're, so far we've only discussed choices mm. or actions that you have, chosen to do Mm -hmm. now we're only talking about christians Mm -hmm. because you said we're either in sin Mm -hmm. we're doing we're we're doing the same sin over and over Mm -hmm. or we're just choosing not to live our best life by not showing up at work on time being um, a crappy worker with well, you those know, are patterns, but, right? But, They're cycles. But it's still a decision. What I'm saying is, yeah. it's still ultimately your decision. Yes, it's up to you, and it's it's not an a situation that okay, I have cancer. I'm saying oh. everything that we've talked about so far is up to you. You have a choice. You have a choice. Now, circumstances do come. You have a choice. So if the the scantily dressed lady walks by, okay. Did you just I'm say scantily? Scantily? Yeah, I did. Okay. I'm not even sure that's a, a word. Okay. The lady walks by <laughs> in the thong string <laughs> bikini oh on gosh. the beach. You can't help but notice. You can't help but notice. Okay. After I notice, 
that's my decision to either sin or not to sin because I'm going to notice anyone that walks by me. You know, okay. Matt, the producer, in a thong, walked by. Oh. I'm going to oh, it notice just took him. A very weird turn. But my point is, is that I'm going to notice anyone walking by at the moment that that young lady, we'll say young lady, walks by. It's not a sin until I go back to it and I choose that I want to lust after that lady Oof. that walks by. Uh -oh. So my point is this. It was my decision. It wasn't my decision that she walked by. It was my decision to take it the further step. So my point is, is so far that we've, that you have talked, it's all been a decision. It's a decision for me to show up at work on time. It's the decision for me to do my job to the fullest of its of my ability. Right. You know, you've not yet said I did not have the ability to do my job. That's why I got fired. You have the ability on everything that you've just discussed. Okay. We haven't gotten to the situational stuff that we're living in a fallen world and you know, bad things happen period to everyone. doesn't matter if you're a Christian or not a Christian. Right. So, my point is, is that so far you have just, you, you've only gone over situational stuff that is your decision. You know, it's your decision to do all of these things. And so is it okay for me not to be okay because I mm. am a crappy worker? Is it okay for me to be okay to literally decide to get my cell phone and walk down the beach and follow the, the, the skimpy dress girl because I want to lust after her longer. Okay. My point is, is that that's what we've just discussed. Those things are our decision and, and it's, it's up to us. It's our sinful decisions. So we have created, we have created this conflict and turmoil in our lives that we want to now go on social media and go, I mean, I can't believe this happened to me again. Mm -hmm. So woe is me, but it's okay to be not okay. Well, no, you made decisions that put you in a position to where you're not okay. And so if you live for God, like you just said, you know, basically it's just like weights that you're carrying around. Mm -hmm. You have to drop all of that right. and actually run the race. Yeah. Well, if you drop your sin and your selfish desires for to hit snooze 15 yeah. times that morning right. and keep, keep showing up late yes. or not doing the job that you're supposed to be doing and you keep getting fired. I mean, what I'm getting at is, is everything that we've gone over so far is decisions and choices that you have made if you're a Christian, you have a choice to either sin or not sin. You either live by the flesh. We've talked about this the mm -hmm. other night at Bible study. You either live by the flesh or you live by the spirit. So you have the choices. So it's what choice do you want to live? Do you want to serve yourself or do you want to serve God? So my point is, is that so far we've not gotten even into the fact that we all live in the fallen world and bad things just happen. Okay. So, okay? so we've talked about that. So it's all up to you in your decision so far. So is it okay? So I'm going to ask you, uh, since, since I didn't know where we we're going today. So I'm going to ask you, is it okay for me to jump on social media and say that I've lost my job again because I did not show up to work. I did not do what the boss said. And now I got to go look for another job. Is it okay for me not to be okay? 
I would say no. Okay, so now <laughs> I'm going to jump on social media because I want more likes and say, oh my gosh, this sin in my life is going on and on and on, and I keep going back to it, and I right. just need, I need, I need somebody to comment on here and pray for me. Right. Again. Right. I don't think that's okay. Okay. I think that living in that constant chaos and emotional upheaval that you have brought on yourself because you are not living by the power of the Holy Spirit, which you have. Right. Okay? Because God's Word says we have everything we need to live a godly life. And Ephesians 1.3 says you have every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realm. So God cannot give you anything more than he already has. So the responses and reactions should be from the fruit of the Spirit. That is what keeps us okay even when things are not okay. Mm -hmm. Does that? Yes. And I think even circumstantially, Ronnie, things are going to happen in this world because this is where God has placed us. Okay, so let's go there. I mean, he's, so Jesus said, happen. Jesus yeah. said, they are in the world. Keep them there. He actually prayed in John chapter 17 when he prayed to the Father. He said, they are in the world. Keep them there. He didn't say, rescue them out because it's a horrible fallen world. He said, I have put them there. Things are going to happen. Well, that makes us look to God more. Right. And that's what we should be doing. That's what I'm saying. Even when circumstances come and we are not okay briefly for a time because life does hit hard and we get knocked down. But we need to apply the power of the Holy Spirit and everything that God has given us, including the truth of his word, to show others that we are living by that power. Oh, and yeah. we are not going to be defeated by this world because same chapter, right? He says, things are going to happen in this world, but take heart. I have overcome the world. If you are united to Christ in the church, you are baptized into his body, you have the same capability. And I know that sounds super, super harsh, but my fear in saying all that is that we've just normalized Christians having these terrible attitudes and always being in conflict with others, not having um, relationships that thrive and that they're relating to one another by the power of Christ instead of in their weaknesses and in their struggles. And we're just not, we're being false advertisers. We're not advertising Christ for who he really is. Right. We're not. And and that, I don't think that's what we should be doing. I agree. We shouldn't. And it, it happens a lot. Even as difficult as it is. I mean, you and I are sitting here. We've had problems. Things in our life have happened have? that were what circumstantial. We <laughs> well, we're not. That's a whole nother <laughs> podcast. But no, I wanted to circumstantially, make, I wanted to things have happened. I don't remember any problems. Well, right. That's good. That's a good answer. That's very good. So, okay, where do we go from here? I don't know. Tell me where you want to go from here. I mean, so we're in a fallen world. 
bad things are going to happen. So let me throw the question to you. Okay, so we've had this in our family. So cancer. There's there's yeah. not a family out there no. that, that has not had yes. someone in their family that has had cancer yes. or more than likely has passed away from cancer. It's terrible. So we're living in a fallen world that is part of the world. Mm. So grief, you know, loss, grief and loss. You know, is it OK to not be OK? Man, that's such a good question, because obviously you know, grief is not a pleasant feeling. No. Loss is not a circumstance that people want to go through. But we are all going to go through it at some point or another. And it's a guaranteed. It's guaranteed. It's promised. And I just think that I want to say like my first inclination is to say, well, that's an outlier. <laughs> you know, grief and loss are, are separate from these things that we're talking about in this podcast. But, you know, I've just watched someone very close to me. Right. You know, I've watched someone very close to me go through cancer. And he was so passionate that his responses and his reactions were Christ-like. Right. And we're Holy Spirit empowered. And and that's the way he went through it. That's the way he died. Oh, he did. And yeah. then, you know, the person that was left here, she dealt with her grief in the most Christ-like way I've ever seen. Yes. <laughs> she actually attacked the grief. She attacked it. She, she wasn't on the defensive. She was on the offensive. Right. And she just well, comforted herself with scripture and prayer and not community. Not to take anything from her. But why do you think that happened? That was because of him. Because of him. Right. Because he lived that life. Yeah. To the end. So. He showed. He showed what it was like. I know. So this is going to be so unpopular. <laughs> oh, definitely that, unpopular. That, yeah. That you I'm going to say. Time, I, I mean, I feel like there is, there's time, there's time to grieve. Yeah. But there's a, a way to grieve. Well, that was my initial question at the beginning, right? So is there a time limit on not being okay? Like, and, and maybe that's, the answer. Maybe you can be okay for a season or a short time, but my issue is seeing Christians that remain there. Correct. And they're just stuck and stagnant and they can't move forward at all. Like it's years, honey, like years and years and years of being stuck. Maybe that's the, the answer to the question is that if you're not okay, you just have to know that you need to use scripture and the power of the Holy Spirit to grow through that circumstance and to push past it. Right. At some point. At oh, some sure. point. I mean, we all have to to go through it on our own time and allow the Lord to work, but allow the Lord to work. Right? If we just sit in it 
we're not allowing we're not him allowing to, work to work and grow. Yeah. Yeah. So clearly the next question is how do we grow through it? How do we allow the Lord to work? Pray. Yeah. Prayer is always Jesus. a good churchy the answer. Cross. There they come. Yeah, I knew you were going to just give the list. The blood. The blood. Yeah. Well, Go ahead. so, okay. So saying that, having said that, I think this is important to understand that if you know scripture, you know truth, you know drop. If you know scripture, you know truth, and you know doctrine, but you do not apply it. It's useless. That's a problem. So doctrine should be practical because you should practice it. So that's really what this episode is about. If you know the things that you have in Christ, but you don't utilize them, what kind of witness are you being? Right. How are you showing Christ to others if you just know the truth, but you're not walking in it? And you're not using what God has given you. He's texting. This is not a good podcast because he's texting during. So I think it's important to talk about how we can be okay even if we're not okay or even if things are not okay. Things are not okay. Right? Yes. Because that's the Christian life. That is walking in the power of the Holy Spirit. Right? Right. I mean, everybody agrees with that. So, um, yeah. So I think there are some things in Scripture that actually tell us how we can get unstuck. So either get rid of sin that you're struggling with or to actually change cycles and patterns of behavior that are self-defeating. Okay. I think, I think that Scripture can apply to both scenarios. So tell me how to fix this. So myself. I think, <laughs> tell you how to fix yourself. Well, <laughs> nobody can fix us. Only Jesus can. But I think it's important that we allow him to do so. There you go. <laughs> that's, what, that's what's so crazy about what we see right now with, with Christians, that Jesus has the power to fix us, but sometimes we would rather be unfixed. So that, so like I said, so that we seem more relatable or credible or whatever your reason is for that. Right. But we have to understand that if others see the power of the Holy Spirit in our lives, that is what's going to attract them to Jesus. It's actually not that you and I are going to sit here and uh, compare sins and struggles. Because what's that going to do? If we just sit here and talk about well, this is what I'm struggling with, and this is my sin. What's that going to do? Nothing. Nothing, right? It's not going to move us forward. So I think some scriptures are pretty important here. I think the first thing that we need to do is examine ourselves. Look at your life. Look at either sins that keep popping up that are the same sins or patterns of behavior. Okay. 
And so, you know, there are a couple of scriptures that talk about that, right? Psalm 139 says, search me, O God, search me. So here's the thing. If you sit down and examine yourself, like 2 Corinthians 13, 5 says, you examine yourself to see if you are in the faith. If you sit down and you say, I really don't see anything. Like, I really don't see a sin that I'm struggling with or a pattern. You need to just go to Psalm 139 and say, hey, God, show me. Show me the areas that I'm stuck or stagnant in so that I can, can fix them. Yeah, so that you can come in and heal those so that then you can move on to another area so that I'm constantly growing toward Christ, not just sitting in the same spot and saying, bless this mess all the time, just constantly. Right. Like, I don't want to be in a mess all the time. I don't like messes. Well, <laughs> so that's the first thing. So <coughs> examine ourselves. The second thing, obviously, is to repent. So we need to repent of sin that keeps rearing its ugly head in our lives or repent and turn from those patterns that are self-defeating. And, and I've heard you say this before. <clears throat> what do you say about sin that you have to what? What? Oh, I don't know. That you have to agree with God. Yes, that's my favorite thing. So repentance, when we talk about repentance, 1 John 1, 9 says, if we repent and confess our sin, God is faithful to cleanse us from it. Well, that word means to agree. So here's the thing. When you come to God to repent of your sin and you say, hey, listen, I really screwed up and you know exactly what I did because you saw it and you know why I had to do it. You know why I had to lose my temper with that person because they were seriously on my nerves. Like you saw all that, God. That's not repenting. That's not agreeing with God that what I did was sinful and that I need to turn from it. That's me actually excusing my sin. So a big problem there is that when we think we're repenting, we're actually excusing our sin and then we just go right back to it. Right. So we have to agree with God and say, that is sin, and I want you to come in, uproot it, and then give me your power to not return to it, to turn back to you instead of turning toward the sin. So examine ourselves, repent of our sin, or patterns. I just think that's super important, right? Because oh, I, think, I think we focus on big sins like lust or murder or lying or stealing when really you could have a pattern in your life that is keeping you stuck from growing in your walk with the Lord. And you may not necessarily think that it's sinful, but it's a pattern that is stunting your growth. Yes, I agree. Thank you for... <coughs> Agreeing. Okay. Examine ourselves, repent. And then the third thing is to rehearse truth. Now, I talk about this a lot. We have to remind ourselves of God's word and the truth that's in it. So here's what I mean by that. 
we need to constantly remind ourselves that we have everything we need to live a life of godliness. Right? And what is that? That scripture address. I knew you were going to ask me. Second Peter 1, 3. His divine power has given us everything we need for life and godliness. So I have what I need to live a victorious, abundant life today, right now, in the midst of circumstances, in the midst of chaos, in the midst of a fallen world. That's what scripture says. And Ephesians 1.3 is also another fan favorite that we are blessed with every spiritual blessing. We have all the blessings that we can have. Okay, so when we remind ourselves of those truths, it helps us, right? Because if you don't know what you have, you're not going to use it. Oh, you're exactly right. You so, tell me about all the tools I have that I forget to have them <laughs> and I can't use them. <laughs> yes. And then you, uh, you go buy the same ones. Oh, my gosh, them. Ronnie, that's like a huge thing right need, there. need one in the truck and one in the garage. you got to have two. You go buy what you already have. See, that's what we do. We pray for things that we already have. Let's don't talk about tools anymore. Oh, my gosh. We pray for things we already have, and then we ask other people to pray. Do you know how many people call me and say, I really want you to pray for me. I need peace. I need some people to pray for me to have more tools. <laughs> And then I end up saying, you have peace. You, have peace. you yes. have peace. And then they hang up, and I think they probably call someone else to, probably to ask them to pray for peace because right. I don't like that answer, right? So pray for peace is going to give you s stuff to Right. It's going to give you a circumstance you so that you mm -hmm. can exercise that peace, yes. which is the very next point. So examine ourselves, repent. Rehearse the truth. No, no, we've been together a long time. Examine yeah. ourselves, repent, rehearse the truth, and then the last step is that you have to exercise the fruits of the spirit, which means you have to apply them, you have to use them, you have to walk in them. However, you want to frame that in your mind, and I'm going to read these scriptures because they speak to this exact point that we're making today. So Galatians 5:22 through 25. Here's right, what it says. Give me a second. Let me get there. Okay. I'm just kidding. Go ahead. Galatians 5, 22 through 25. It says, but the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control against such things. There is no law. Now those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live by the spirit, let us walk by the Spirit. Now, I'm not teaching Bible study in this podcast, but you'll notice we just can't leave this verse. It says the fruit of the Spirit. It's one fruit. It's a ninefold fruit, okay? Which means that you have all of them, right? Oh, I, I have all of them. Right. I have all of them, right? I if don't you need more than one. If, <laughs> <laughs> if you have the Holy Spirit, you have all of these. Okay, which means that you can apply all of them. You can exercise all of them. That gives me way too much responsibility. Well, oh, yeah. It gives you a lot of accountability. Because look at the end of the, of the passage. It says, if we live by the Spirit, meaning that's how you were regenerated, you were regenerated and saved by the Holy Spirit. And then Paul says, walk by it. So, you have 
all of these things, you have to walk in it. So if you are always worried, you have peace. You have to remind yourself, I don't need to be worried because I have peace. I just have to apply it. I have to be peaceful. I have to rest in that God is sovereign. And it's going to work out. And it's going to work out from his vantage point, right? It's going to work out for... As long as I don't sit on the sidelines and watch it. Yes. I still have to be active. It's going to work out. Right, Ronnie, that is the action. You're going to apply the peace that you need in the circumstance. You're going to apply the peace that you need for the response, for the reaction in your relationships, right? For me... The, the okay thing, is it okay not to be okay? For me, it's totally relational because to me, that set, every single thing in life is a relationship. It's either your relationship to God, your relationship to yourself, or your relationship to others. That, those three relationships are all of life, and that is what is going to either be in conflict and chaos or it's going to be functional and healthy. Right. And that's how you're going to be okay, even when things around you are not okay. I like it. So good. I know. So good. So now that we've unpacked this. Okay. I think, I think a good challenge for all of us would be to go through these steps. I don't need no challenges. Yeah. <laughs> I got enough challenges. You have enough. <laughs> let's just keep the challenges that are on my plate. Let's let, let's get those addressed, and then you can. Then maybe we could get more on my. So plate. are you saying that you're not okay? No, I'm saying I'm okay. <laughs> I'm you know my biggest okay right now is I'd like to go fishing instead of working every day until yeah. the wee hours of the night. No, so, but so but, I. But I take I take it for what it is. It's it's a great it's a great time right now, and eventually I'll get to hold the fishing pole. Yeah, but I think so. I think that's the challenge, but right? Guess what? So I'm gonna get more challenges. I know, but so I think we need to really look at the areas that we're stuck. Or for me, it's those areas that are constantly in chaos. It's it's the same result over and over again right those are the areas for me that would be a red flag that I need to sit down and ask God to reveal to me hey what are some areas that need growth that need healing that I need to apply the power that I have through the Holy Spirit to get those areas unstuck so that here's the kicker so that you, God, can move to another area in my life. And grow me more like and Christ. And grow me more like Christ. Let's, let's keep moving forward to areas that either I create by sin or self-defeating patterns or that I respond in a wrong way and not use the power of the Holy Spirit and just situations that happen. And just, yeah, situations. Are out of my control. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's a great, that's a great challenge, I think, um, for everyone. And then, hopefully, right, Christian culture will be a huge, bright, bold 
billboard for Jesus Christ that says, this is how you can live by the power of the Holy Spirit and live victoriously, even if the world is not okay, even if things around you are not okay, and even if your circumstances are not okay. Are not okay. I like it. Thanks, honey. No, thanks for everybody for listening. Um, Catch us on, yeah. Yes. Email us. Catch us on social media. Um, We'd love to connect with you. Questions. Talk to you next time. What's up, guys? Just letting you know that if you are looking for more information about our Unpopular Truth podcast, feel free to visit our website at www.unpoculartruthpodcast.com. You can also visit us on Facebook and Instagram at Unpopular Truth Podcast. That is at Unpopular Truth Podcast. All right, we look forward to hearing from you guys.